welcome back to Speak with Ibukun. We are going through a series which is just titled Trauma. And I have an expert here because, as you know, I am not an expert in this. And I, I just listen and hopefully ask the right questions to help you listeners get to an understanding of whatever we're discussing. So I still have Dr. Shorimade with me, who is an expert in old age psychiatry. And we're, we're talking about psychological trauma. And I'm, I'm going to ask you a very di direct question in relation to your specialism. So when, how do you see trauma show up in older age patients? Well, again, it depends on, oh, thank you, listeners. And thank you, Boko, for inviting me again. Just a health warning. I'm not an expert in trauma, um, but uh, like I said, I'll, in the first episode, I'll answer Ibukun's questions as best as I can. Now, coming back to your question, how might this manifest in older adults? It depends because some people might have been traumatized in their childhood mm. and somehow, some way, it, it manifests as they grow older and as they become less resilient or they have less resources, psychological resources to cope with the trauma, they might experience something that reenacts the childhood trauma in them and then they decompensate and then they manifest different symptoms in their mental health or physical health. Is that um, what we call triggers? Well, yes, things that reenact something for them. Mm. And so things that might have been buried, things that they might have repressed might just come to the fore and affect them either mentally or physically. And so you might have people who have been abused or who were, who were abused in their childhood, either physically or sexually and so on and so forth. And they might watch something on TV or hear about something that might just bring that flooding back to their memories and cause them to manifest physical and mental health symptoms. Ooh. And it might also be an acute trauma. Say, for example, they were involved in an accident or they witness a tsunami or something, and that causes them to um, exhibit some responses to that particular traumatic event, in which case you'll say they have psychological trauma from that acute event. So it all depends on what is responsible for that response that is being manifested mentally or physically. This is interesting because if I talk about my life experience and it's the best thing to do so as not to um, offend anyone or, or not share what no, uh, someone else doesn't want to share. When I had my first child, my mother was my birth partner. And I would say I did not recognize her, not only because I was going through labor, <laughs> which would, for any woman is, is, is a trying exercise, but she was, she became something else. And I found it was rooted in, her, in trauma she suffered as she gave birth to me. Or, or shortly after, as she explained later to me, she started to repeat certain things to the medical personnel because she was concerned I would then go through that same trauma. Now, just so I understand, because the trigger I see in that situation for her was her watching me give birth 
and it brought back to her mind her experiences around the time I was given birth to. And the way it then came out was she became extremely, she became a tiger mom, almost like, don't put this in my daughter. Make sure my daughter doesn't go through this. And she just kept repeating herself. How how would you, how would you not diagnose that, but how would you see that as someone in an old, someone who is specialized in old age psychiatry? Well, as of, like I said, it might be something that um, has been repressed and then something reenacts that situation and brings back floods of memories from whenever that traumatic experience was when that individual had that traumatic experience. And then, for some reason, the responses they had then might also come flooding back. And uh, obviously, that's not using that to explain what happened, the scenario you just described, but it's not unheard of for people to witness something that brings back memories of what they witnessed before and invariably triggers the response that they had at that time or perhaps repressed response, mm. uh, responses that they'd repressed, it brings those responses uh, back to the fore. Is this down to them having the ability to control it or not? Well, some people might have been healed from those experiences that they had in the past, you know, either, and I imagine we'll talk about different treatment modalities, continue with this discussion. And so some might have been healed and they kind of got over the experience, so to speak. And then this thing happens and it just brings everything flooding back and they decompensate and those responses they had at the material time in the past, they just uh, become real again and mm. start troubling them. Yes. Now, you've used this word um, several times. So uh, just for the listeners and for me, could you please explain what decompensate means? Well, I'm using the word decompensate here to mean that the individuals were functioning normally and then something hits them that just takes them back to a particular situation and then they respond in a not so normal way. Let's put it that way. Mm. So you're talking about sus um, suppressed it, is, is, that, is there such a thing as suppressed trauma? When, you, when people suppress things, it's basically them knowing that whatever it is is troubling them, but they will come back to it at a later date or something, as opposed to repression where people kind of ignore something that is troubling them and they kind of deny that it's there or they push mm -hmm. it completely out of their minds. And it just keeps grumbling there and troubling them. So there's a difference between suppression when you know it's there and you want to come back to it or repression when you really try not to pay attention to it or you deny it or you try to push it out of your mind or deny that, you know, it's existence, so to speak. Yeah. Mm. But is, is it denial of existence? Because this is, this is fascinating to me as I hope it's translating in the podcast. Is it denial of the experience or not actually even knowing you've just been traumatized? I suppose it would be difficult not to know that one has been traumatized because initially after the traumatic event, some people might be in shock. Mm. They might deny that it happened or they might be in a state of disbelief. But to an extent, at the acute stage, people know that something has hit them. Mm. Whether they now repress that uh, experience or suppress it, that, that might, repression basically you're rejecting from consciousness something that has happened to you. You're pushing it out of your mind completely. 
but somehow somewhere it keeps grumbling in the background as opposed to suppression where you acknowledge it you know it's there and you say you'll come back to deal with it at a later time if you follow mm. what i'm saying i i do i do i do but what if you never come back to deal with it well as in suppression yes well suppression is a conscious thing because you you you, you just say all right, I know that's disturbing me, but I'll come back to it. And so people usually tend to come back to something that they've suppressed. Repression just stays there and it's you, know, you unconsciously block it out of your of of your consciousness. Sorry, I'm using conscious and unconscious. I know, I know. Sentence. So yeah. in, in repression, you deliberately block it out of your consciousness. Mm. As opposed to suppression where you know it's there and you might forget it for a period of time but you know that you want to come back to deal with it at a later time okay okay now this is where things will get interesting because the next episode would be about treatment modalities i believe you just called it right now and it's understanding in a repressed situation if it's never dealt with how then does it show up well, even if it's suppressed or, well, repressed or suppressed as it were, or perhaps I should just go over both again, just to make yes, clear just what to I'm be saying. Clear. Yes. Repression, you're unconsciously blocking something from your thought process, so to speak, yes. as opposed to suppression where you are deliberately forgetting it or you are setting it aside to come back to it at a later time. Okay. Right. Now... In terms of manifestation of a response to an event that someone finds highly distressing or stressful, some people in their mental health might experience something known as post-traumatic stress disorder, which is perhaps what most people are familiar with in terms of what's been talked about in the press. Yes. Uh, people will come back to situations of war or they witnessed tsunamis or landslides or earthquakes or violence or they've been kidnapped or they've been raped and so on and so forth mm. and they have flashbacks and such like there's also what people might call acute stress reaction when they they also exhibit some mental health uh, symptoms some have what you call an adjustment disorder uh, mm. some they might have panic attacks they might become very anxious some have what you call dissociative disorders some people might just go mute it's mm. not because anything has happened to them physiologically it's just psychologically they have just not been able to talk some people have what you call conversion disorders where certain parts of the body might not work not because there's anything physically wrong with them but it's just some psychological processes stopping them from mm. using those body parts so they might say we can't feel something or we can't use our limb or we can't move not because there's anything wrong with their physiology as it were but it's just psychologically they have not been able to get themselves to move or to work or to have certain sensations mm. and in the physical health some might have repeated headaches migraine attacks it's not all migraine attacks that is caused by uh, psychological trauma that's not what i'm saying but that might be a manifestation of a, of a response to a traumatic event some have mm. bowel problems some have heart problems, the heart racing, some have skin problems, aches and pains, and so on and so forth. So there are different ways people might manifest their response to uh, a traumatic event. 
And from those ways you've listed, it actually shows up physically, not just or mentally. Or, or, or say again. Physically or mentally, mentally. some might have depression. Yeah, so we're talking about mental health problems Mm. and we're talking about physical health problems. Health problems as well. And and a lot of people I'm sure are familiar with, with, with the link of the mind to the body and how if not all is well with your mind, it will show up in your body as well. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's not Ibukun speaking. That's actually proven scientifically, right? Yes, but the body and the and the mind, as it were, if one uses those terms, are linked. It's the same individual. Yeah. So if you want to say it's a, a mental health response to a particular traumatic event, it could also be a physical health response. It's just the same individual mm. manifesting their response in different ways. Interesting. It's the whole body, the whole body that's affected. Okay. So please bear with us, listeners. We're going to get into episode three, where we actually address so what can be done about it, what sort of treatment is available. But what we've done in episode one and two is in one, defined what it is, and the fact that you don't necessarily have the same reaction as someone else to an exact same situation um, that you're both being exposed to. And in this episode, Dr. Sherimade has shared with us how triggers can then pretty much bring up a suppressed or repressed trauma incident. And we've also spoken about how it turns up, not only mentally, but also physically. So thank you so much for listening to this second episode of of trauma of the series on trauma and go to our Instagram feed at speak podcast and you will see under episode two a question which we would love for you to answer because we really hope this is helping someone out there. It's very important we take care of ourselves and this is what we're trying to do by sharing this with you and giving you insight. So we look forward to you joining us on episode three, where we talk about treatment modalities. Thank you. Mm-hmm.